Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Football Ramble, brought to you in partnership with Toshiba TV. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Venusha Lahantaraja. We're back with another episode of World Cup Classic Combinations. That's because Toshiba TV and Argos have a classic combo of their own ahead of this year's World Cup. Toshiba TV and Argos are offering a free second-generation ring video doorbell with its 43-inch and 50-inch Toshiba Fire TV models. Go beyond streaming with the voice remote with Alexa. Simply press and ask for the latest scores, weather and more. Bundled until November 14th at Argos, The Toshiba Fire TV supports live picture-in-picture camera feeds from your brand-new second-generation Ring Video Doorbell. That means you'll never miss out on the action again. Search for Toshiba Fire TV on Argos for more information. So, ahead of the World Cup starting later this month, we're here to talk about a classic combo from World Cup's past. And we're looking at the big picture. The two most successful teams in the competition's history, Germany and Brazil. Right, gentlemen, Germany and Brazil. Now, I know what some people are saying. Oh, Germany have got the same amount of World Cup wins as Italy. Yes, but if you look at the finals, that Germany have been in more finals than anybody else, you look at the top scorers and so on and so forth, they have to be statistically, uh, along with Brazil, the most two successful yeah. sides in the tournament. And they've only played each other twice at the World Cup. Yeah, it's surprising, isn't mm. it? Um, and it also, I think there's there's a real contrast mm. in, in so much about them. Uh, I know Completely. this is... Completely possibly quite reductive way to look at it but certainly how it feels is that Brazil are sort of about flair and emotion and Germany are about kind of professionalism and pre- pre- precision and efficiency and efficiency absolutely and though there are you know that's not entirely true in every single aspect of course Germ- Germany have had a lot of creative players and Brazil have had a lot of you know um um, they had very Dunga. good tactical minds. <laughs> um, it, it feels that way, and so much of the World Cup is is the stories of them as well, right? And mm. not not just the not just the cold hard results, but the yes. you know we'll come on to it. But you know Ronaldo's redemption and, mm-hmm. and 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 all this stuff that surrounds it, and these two teams are a huge part of that. And that they've only met twice is so strange. Well, it is remarkable. Yeah, I mean the the statistics, as I say, that with these two sides are are easily higher. Than, than anybody else. Um, and of course, yes, I understand that, that Italy have also won four World Cups, as I mentioned, uh, with Germany. But but Germany certainly, I mean, I think I think at the start of the 21st century, there was, uh, that, that they looked at your average placing. So they, they took the World Cups and, 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 and sort of thought, wh- which team, where do they kind of finish on average at the World Cup? I think England was something like, even though you can't finish 13th or whatever it was, yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it was, it was basically a kind of a second round kind of finish. And Germany's like average World Cup um, uh, 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 position was like second. On average, they reached the final. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's how that's what we're talking about here. Brazil, of course, have won the most World Cups, five-time winners: 1958, 62, 17, 94, and then 2002. Um, they also have the best record and are the only national team to have played in every single World Cup without any absence or even playoff <laughs> qualification, which is incredible. And and you think World Cup, you probably go straight to Brazil, I think, and then Germany. Would you agree with that, Vish? Yeah, definitely. They're they're one of the you know when you get into international football as a kid, mm-hmm. Brazil and Germany are the teams that feel like you you can't learn about a World Cup without learning about those two teams. Yeah, you know what I mean, spot they on. they are they con- consistently hold it up. And the the start you know you mentioned before about being reductive and the and the stylistic thing there, but 
I think that's part of the charm of it. Mm. You, you kind of grow up with these characteristics of teams, and they're the they're the greatest embodiments of that. You know, yeah. because of their record, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think also as well that I think it goes into the history of the World Cup. If you have, uh, if you take Brazil, the nineteen seventy Brazil. World Cup winning side, possibly the most celebrated side in the history of international football, maybe even football in general, you you could argue, but played with great flair and, and, and great verve and so on. And even the 58 win with Pele, he's a 17-year-old and so on. But if you look at Germany, the finals that they won in 54 and 74 in particular, they overcame the great Hungarian side, having been beaten, was it 8-3? in the first round in the group stage to then beat them in the final. Imagine playing a side who have hammered you <sighs> and then you beat them in the final. And then 1974, everyone's talking about the Netherlands, rightly so. Yeah. Wonderful team, total football. Their club sides in the years up to that have been dominating the European Cup. Germany, yes, or West Germany, we should say, by the way. We, we're kind of, we, we, we're giving, we, we're talking about Germany as a whole here, but of course, West Germany uh, won three of those uh, World Cups technically, but, 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 Go with us on that. Um, and so they win the World Cup in 74, overcoming this great Netherlands side who go 1-0 up in the final without Germany touching the ball. Yeah. So again, with regards to the efficiency and so on, actually... Just won't be beaten. No, exactly. And I think what you said there, Vish, about you learn about these two sides, you love Brazil because mm. it's it's the epitome of the exotic Especially for for it you is. know English people like us, it, it's far away. It's glamorous. It's, it's, the, it's colourful. The players all have nicknames absolutely. that they just carry around in their yeah. in their lives. Yeah. I think that's fairly common in Brazil as well. And yeah. in fact, since uh, Brazil and Brazilians seems like a magical place mm. full of magical people <laughs> who are slightly different from from mm. us. And then yeah. I have some don't Brazilian look at, friends. Don't look at the politics. I have some Brazilian <laughs> friends in my adulthood, in my adult life, and that has only enhanced that opinion. <laughs> it's a wonderful place. And there are wonderful people coming from it. Yeah, and, and and so you have that. And then with Germany, a lot closer to home, obviously there's a bit of history there, but but it, 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 let's not be stupid. The history in football with with meetings with England and Germany over the years, with Germany, obviously the vast majority getting the better of it. And so Germany are often seen as the side to beat here. And almost, for some people, it's and perhaps myself included, it's almost like, they're not that different to us. Can't we do a bit of that? Absolutely. <laughs> but it is that, the, the thing with Germany is that, there is that sense that they're never beaten, isn't there? Yeah. And that's what's so sort of... They're frightening. Yeah. They're a f- frightening proposition in a World Cup. They're Completely. the last team you want to play, really. And, and despite what happened in Russia with that odd quirk of, of 21st century uh, World Cup winners, all but Brazil going out in the first round of the next tournament, a quarter-final exit for Germany and Brazil at the World Cup it's is... a disaster. It's yeah. rubbish. It's total rubbish. We lose something from the World Cup, don't we? Yeah. As much as we might enjoy in the moment, if you, especially if you're the team that's knocked them out. But. Totally, yeah. And it's not just World Cup wins and, and appearances in finals as well. Brazil have had five golden boot winners over the years. Uh, Leonidas in 38, Adamir Fitt in, in 50, Garincha and Vava joined in 62 with, with, I think, one or two other players. Ronaldo in 2002, so they've gone a bit of a while. Germany have had three, Gerd Müller in, in 70, Miroslav Kloser in, in 2006, Thomas Müller in 2010, although... He was joined with with a number of scorers there, and because Miroslav Klose is the all time top goal scorer in World Cup history with sixteen, Ronaldo is behind him with fifteen, Gerd Müller is third with fourteen, Pele's fifth with with uh, what is he on twelve with Just Fontaine of France on thirteen, Klinsmann's in there with eleven, Thomas Müller's on ten, so they dominate. Mm. The stats, they, they, they pretty much dominate the vast majority of these things. Germany have reached the final eight times more than any other nation. They've reached the final more than Brazil, for crying out loud. Mm. So again, the statistics are quite incredible. And again, it goes to show you how incredible it was in the final in 2002, in the World Cup in Japan and South Korea, that that was the first time they met. So for two sides who have been 
um, uh, mainstays in the World Cup ever since they've, they they signed up to it. Obviously, Brazil slightly earlier. They and they've gone deep in the tournament so many times. How on earth did they not meet each other until two thousand and two? Remarkable. It really, really is. And I, I mean, I remember at the time as well. There, there was such a sort of hype around that. This sense that the the, the two great forces yeah. of, of of world football mm-hmm. were meeting for the first time in as I suppose as close to a neutral mm-hmm. venue as you can get. Exactly. And also, my earlier point about how. Germany had won their first two World Cups and how Brazil had won not their first two, but two of their first three World Cups, the style and the feeling. It kind of went into this as well. Going into this tournament, we'd, 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 enjoy Brazil, we'd enjoyed the Brazil side at, at France 98, obviously lost in the final, which is the only time they've ever lost at a World Cup final. They've, they've, I think they've won five of, of six. Uh, but of course, Ronaldo was the main man, the, the phenomenon himself. Uh, he was injured in, you know, leading into the tournament kind of thing. He was question marks over his fitness, what happened in the final, ahead of the final in France 98, all that kind of stuff. But they'd but they'd started scoring and they'd started putting in the performances and with Ronaldo, Ronaldinho and Rivaldo in there, you know, it was it was, it was quite something. Yeah. Whereas Germany had lost five one to England the year before the tournament. People have, they went through via a playoff. People thought, oh, hang on, this team is not much going on about it. Okay, one can argue a favourable draw towards the final, but you can only beat what's put in front of you. And there they were. Yeah. So again, it was the kind of the stories of the two nations. Brazil, we expected to go on, and 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 they were the favourite, or, or certainly one of the favourites for the tournament. And Germany, it's kind of like, uh, can they really do yeah. it? And they, how have they done this again? Yeah, exactly. Mm. But I think the, the Brazil's route to the final in two thousand and two, in particular, is it's it's magical. Like mm. if you if you look back at essentially essentially the goals. So Roberto Carlos had a free kick against China. <sighs> That it's one of his best ever. Yeah. I feel like it's not really spoken about as much as a lot of his other kind of. Which um, it was in like highlights. a five-two win or something, yeah. wasn't it? But also, Ed Milson scored an overhead kick against Costa Rica. Rivaldo had that turn and volley against Belgium, mm. and obviously Ronaldo scored an absolute hatful of goals. And Ronaldinho's goal against uh, England. Yeah, of course. I, oh God, I genuinely Sorry had that. like blocked that one out. Actually, <laughs> Germany battered Saudi Arabia. Was it eight-nil as well? That's right. On their yeah. way there. That's right. It was. It was. It was a phenomenal World Cup, actually, mm. and and there they were in the final, and it was it was an interesting game. But I think you know, especially looking back on it, Brazil were always going to win it just because of Ronaldo's story. Right? Well, I mean, when you look at the way Cleberson played in the final, oh yeah, he was genuinely magnificent. Cleberson, he, he set up Ronaldo's second goal. Mm. It was a shame for Oliver Kahn, who was actually, I think, player of the tournament, maybe. He, he was. was. Given. He was beaten by one other player aside from Ronaldo. Do you know who it was? It was... Uh, oh, that's a good question. It must have... Was it one of, one of the South Korean players? It was Robbie King. Ah, yes. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. My goodness. My goodness, the memory place trick. The Quinn knockdown, wasn't it? It was like right at the death of that game, yeah. Yeah, yeah got a draw against Germany, of course. Um, masterminded by Mick McCarthy. Give him some credit for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, but in the final itself, though, um, uh, you know, it was it was all set up for for Brazil and Ronaldo, and they didn't disappoint. But Oliver Kahn made that error, didn't he, to let yeah. Ronaldo in? And it was a shame. Was it, is it harsh to call it an error? Yes. You think? No, no, no. It's not harsh. I think it was definitely an error. He spilled the ball, didn't he? And and actually, while I'm at it, I think that I, I this is harsh, but. Does that should have that should that have negated his player of the tournament? What a high profile mistake like that in a final that might cost you the game, yeah. For the I, first goal. I think so. Yeah. That's that that was it was Should we take it back from him? Where is it? 
Yeah. He won't mind. He's a reasonable chap. Um, God, yes. ima- imagine being given that brief. You've got to go and find Oliver Kahn and take his Player of the Tournament. <laughs> and when he asks you why, you tell him why. Yeah. <laughs> Roy, Roy Keane's saying, where is he? Where is he? I'll do it. Um, but yeah, so Ronaldo obviously scored his two goals and uh, took his tally to eight. And uh, Rivaldo and Miroslav Klose finished in second with five each. But yes, Kahn was incredible at that tournament, we we have to say. And he did win um, best player of the tournament. Although it's, one, one can forget because you think about Ronaldo. Mm. Um, but but that was it. And Brazil won um, their, their, their fifth... Uh, World Cup and their final one, uh, of course, going into this tournament. They are due, aren't they? There's a bit of a sense of destiny. Well, there is. I don't know. I, I am a little concerned for South American football in general because, I mean, 2002 is obviously the last time a South American team won the World Cup. Mm. And that is, by some distance, the biggest gap that mm. where that has ever been the case. And it, yeah. it makes me wonder, is this kind of European exodus situation um, that's now so commonplace well... having an effect that is kind of putting them at a huge disadvantage and I'm you know include Argentina in that as well yeah well it's interesting I mean some people say there's a sense of destiny about Argentina I think that they are there's there's something to be said for for both of those sides certainly Um, but again you can't count out the Germans despite that first round finish uh, in in Russia Um, but of course gentlemen uh, that was the the first uh, time they played each other at a World Cup Uh, it wouldn't be the last one because the last one happened in 2014 at Brazil's own tournament. And my goodness, this one just sent shockwaves around the planet. It was it was eerie. Um, Brazil were the hosts, of course, hosting um, the World Cup for the second time. First time they, they hosted the World Cup was in 1950. Now, I said earlier that they've only lost one World Cup final because technically when they um, they lost that game, uh, against uh, Uruguay in 1950, it wasn't technically the final. No, it, it was, was a little the league system, wasn't it? Exactly, it was the last match. So, so you know, if we, we we've been uh, you know strict and accurate, it wasn't actually a World Cup final. So that's why they, they, they've only just lost the one. Um, but of course, in 1950, them losing that uh, uh, that game against Uruguay was a huge upset. I mean, it. Some Brazilians never recovered from yeah. that. You, you, you could argue it was. It they was, thought it was the worst thing that would ever happen to them. Yes, yeah. at a World Cup, didn't <laughs> they? It, it, indeed. So when they hosted the tournament again, we talk about a sense of destiny. It's kind of like right, we're going to get it right this time. We're due um, because they think that they. Oh, I said when they think it's not an arrogant thing, but they're so confident they've got such great pedigree. Yeah. Every time they go to a World Cup, despite um, uh, who they've got playing for them, which is usually a talented squad, they think we're in a chance. We're, we're mm. among the favourites. It felt like we were working towards that as the tournament went on. Yeah. You were like, right, this is this is their time. Yeah. There's, there's so totally. much going right here. Yeah. And also, what happened in 1950 as well is what you might call one for the heads. Right, mm. it's the sort of thing that you know people who are only really really into football would would be talking about. But like even. Casual fans knew about this. Yeah. The narrative was so so big; it yeah. was just everywhere. This talk of the you know them being haunted by what happened in mm-hmm. 1950, mm-hmm. and maybe that made it hang over them at the tournament. Yeah, it's a funny old thing, isn't it? Because when you have a country whose history is so entwined with this sport, yeah, in a way that you can't really, especially European countries, can't nowhere else on earth. No, you can't. You can't. Yeah, get your head around that. You're right. It does hang over, and 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 yeah. But I, I, but no matter what happened, I don't think anybody could have predicted and prepared themselves for this. Um, but before we get to that, we should say that the World Cup started on a very, very uh, positive note because Pitbull performed at the opening ceremony. <sighs> Absolutely the no, no need for him to be in here. <laughs> no need for Pitbull to be in this. There was discussion. no need for him about to be there. Two best. 
international football teams. Pitbull. Don't stop the party. There was a very, very <laughs> definitive full stop when the party was to be closed yeah. in that World Cup for the host. Oh, early. God. Open the curtains. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, man. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there was... There, Neymar, of course, was the uh, the poster boy for Brazil in this um, tournament. He'd scored four goals as they'd finished top of the group. They beat Croatia, Cameroon, and then drew with Mexico. They rode their luck against Chile. Uh, where they beat them on penalties. Chile hit the crossbar very late on in extra time and so on. But again, that goes into the point, doesn't it? That, yeah. that, that you tend to need to win a penalty shootout and have a bit of luck to win a tournament. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, you could say it then. Neymar then gets injured in the quarterfinals against Colombia where um, um, uh, uh, Camilo Zuniga sort of barged into his back. It was a, quite a severe one. Apparently, if the impact was like just a few centimetres away from where it was, it could have paralysed him. It was that bad. It was a horrific injury. Yeah. And as he left the field, you know, it looked like something from a, you know, a sort of a, a war film or something. He was being taken, stretched off the battlefield. The, the outpouring of grief yep. in the stadium yep. and then what followed was was remarkable really I don't think I've seen anything no, like it no, no in you're football right. and it obviously lends itself to well I mean it was off the back of what we just discussed in terms of how Brazil the country were pitching this World Cup mm-hmm. and to lose the guy who was going to do it for them in that manner as well it was it was so so dramatic yeah. to the extent that I reflect on it and think was it a bit over the top it, massively because you know well, we're going to talk about the, the semi-final but you know, the scenes before it were a bit excessive. Well, holding his shirt up with yeah. the name on the back yeah. and so on. I, I thought, I remember watching that going, what on earth are they this doing? This is kind of what I mean, though. This The whole 1950 narrative made it really, really over the top. Yeah. And it kind of set them up in a in a possibly emotional state that mm. was that was always going to be a bit precarious. Completely. I mean, the, the emotions were so high, um, and, and partly because of that. But I think they were doing it like, right, come on, let's do it for him, and yeah. that will motivate us. But And that isn't anyone's fault, is it? No, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you, 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 they'll look back at it and think, well, perhaps we shouldn't do that. And of course, it was um, Big Phil Scolari was the manager of Brazil. Now, he was manager of the 2002 World Cup winning side as well. Yeah. And he knew how to get a tune out of these players. He knew what it was to kind of build them up. But, ho- but Brazil hosting a World Cup, when they get that far, I don't think anybody can control what's going on. And I think he probably tried to ride that wave, whereas actually what he probably needed to do was try and just bring it back as much as he, as, as he possibly could but hindsight is a wonderful thing it's also worth mentioning at this point that it wasn't just Neymar missing was it it was Thiago Silva that too. Was so they're two key players evidently a bigger loss yes <laughs> absolutely so I think it's worth at this point before we come to the, the quarter final um, semi final semi final sorry looking at Germany's run yes because it's almost the opposite of 2002 isn't it where Germany yeah. kind of gets some narrow wins and mm-hmm. they're, they're very functional and efficient as you'd expect mm-hmm. uh, and but it's Brazil, Brazil that have been dazzling yeah. in 2014 Germany looked really impressive the yeah. whole way through. Mm-hmm. They battered did. Portugal. Yes. Hat-trick from Thomas Muller in that game. That's right. Yeah. Muller scored a brilliant goal against the USA. Andre Schürrle had that really exquisite finish against Algeria. They looked, mm. you know, it wasn't necessarily quite up to the flair of Brazil in 2002, mm-hmm. but they were the team who looked like they were purring, essentially, whereas yeah. Brazil was stuttering a bit. Well, Germany looked like they were, they, they were scoring goals, but they were also being very functional, which is, of course, a great recipe to win a World Cup. And you saw that when they beat France 1-0 uh, in the quarterfinal. Uh, and they became the first team to reach four straight World Cup semifinals. Again, it goes into what that country's all about when it reaches the big stage. In the, I mean, 82, 86 and 90, three finals in a row. You know, like this is a side with great pedigree because in USA 94, when they went out of the quarterfinals, it felt like 
It, 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 that's the equivalent oh, yeah. of England going out it? in the first round. You know what I mean? Oh, it was, no, it was like finally it's over. Yeah, mm. yeah. F- finally, we can we can dream of a final. They're not in <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh dear me. So yes, um, and then the game itself in in the semi final in two thousand and fourteen. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Where were you? Yeah, I I was at home on my own, and I. I just think I needed someone there to help me process it. Yeah, I, I, I watched it with my brother, and having someone there to be like, "You are, you're watching this as well." Yeah, yeah? Like, it, I'm it, not having a turn here. This, uh-huh. They're just scoring the same goal over and over again. Yeah, yeah we are seeing that. Ha- yeah, yeah. I, they were five nil up within half an hour. It was I, like I say, it was it was eerie. It was, it was eerie. It was something. It was. Can I just say it was also pretty funny. It was, but it was, it was I, both I, at once, wasn't I it? I can't share in that. And I don't say that in some sort of moral high groundy type way. I was just my honest my, my honest feelings was oh, I, oh this is it's like Yeah. I don't but know. But, it, but at the beginning it was funny. No, but it's like seeing that the, the, one of your neighbours who's like quite old, like getting his trousers pulled down by a school kid. Exactly. Or something. Like you look back really at it funny. and go, that was amusing. <laughs> but at the time you're a bit like, no, nah, that oh I'm not no, I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, but I think for me, it was funny in the way that shocking things are sometimes funny. Just because yeah. it's, it's, it's a, oh, no, you're not, so surprised. It's like you can't yeah. help but laugh at I'm how not, absurd this is. I'm not disgusted with your reactions in any way. Like I said, this is not a moral Just for me, I just... Mm. There's a, so it was a lot of emotions at once, I think. There, there was a, a sense of, of you know, what mm. we've just discussed. But also, I think for me, at 4-0... There is a point, I remember it really clearly, and it's it's on all the highlights. Get as well. everyone behind the ball. <laughs> to do but, something. But there's a there's a shot in the crowd mm. of a of a woman mm-hmm. who she looks like she's witnessed a murder. Yeah. She looks broken, mm-hmm. just absolutely bereft. And obviously there was a lot of that. There was the guy who was holding the World Cup trophy, bawling his eyes out, who's yeah. became a bit of an icon. The guy who chewed the flag. <laughs> oh yeah. Just like, the fact that we can pick out individual yeah. broken fans. Show, I mean, there's never been a game like this at a World Cup that yeah. I can, that in, no. in modern times, that we would all have been able to witness. I think this is, you know, if you talk about shocking moments at World Cups, it has to be, it has to be the most, most yeah. shocking one. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, the fact that Miroslav Closer overtook Ronaldo yeah. in the scoring charts in that game as well, just, it just adds a little bit more. But it was like Germany, apparently, the players said to each other at half time, right, we. We need to kind of take our Let's foot off. Let's get ten. Yeah. Well, they said we need to take our foot off the gas here. This is a bit. This is a bit too much. Andreas Schürrle couldn't help himself. Yeah. But I love the fact they said that when they were five nil up. Like it's, it's already secure. Let's take it easy. But but fair play to them. Like punish them. Finish that game early because mm. you're a bit fresher for the final. Yeah. You know? But I, but as you say, that same goal kept going in, and you. I was watching. See if you're going. Somebody has to do something to stop this. Yeah. That this is. You can stop this. This is. The biggest example of you know stop hitting yourself kind of thing in a in a in a football match. When you watch it back now, Germany's first goal sees Thomas Müller essentially unmarked from a corner. Yeah, and that sets the tone, and it's almost like eerie mm. to see it. And it's almost frightening seeing how easy it is for them and how mm. he, like Müller having a brilliant tournament, no one taking responsibility for him, mm-hmm. no one even looking at him. But how, how on earth do you not when when they they go two nil down, for example? I know it was early on in the game. Definitely, when the third goes in, you think to yourself, "Right, okay, everyone behind the ball. Let let's just play, play it long for five minutes. I don't know." Also, what to... what a, what a goal that third one was! Yeah, that true. Half volley from Cruz so yeah. on his left foot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's the start of 
that's the sort of shot that people don't even start attempting when a team have got a bit of a cushion, yeah, you know. Yes, mm. yeah. And they, it was a bit of a perfect storm, wasn't it? Kind of everything it Germany was. did came off as well. Mm-hmm. It was the first World Cup game with eight or more goals since uh, the Germans had scored eight past Saudi Arabia in 2002, which you mentioned That's earlier. happened in a semi-final in front of your own fans. I remember saying on the podcast that we've got to a point in the tournament where, you know, everyone was so kind of, everyone looked so on their game that no one was likely to get battered. Mm. Yeah. It might have been the worst call I've ever made. <laughs> Well, it's re- in it's a really, long history of them. It's really funny. Uh, so Miguel Delaney was at this World Cup yeah. um, and I, I remember this so clearly. He made a point on Twitter because mm-hmm. people were, you know, the, the romance of the occasion and the way Brazil were up for it, I suppose. Not necessarily their style of play, but mm-hmm. the way they were up for it um, had kind of, he thought, had papered over some of the cracks that are evident in their team. Yeah. And ahead of this game, he said, I can't remember his exact words, but he basically tweeted something to the effect of, there's every chance Germany batter That's Brazil right. here. That's right. Like, there's every chance. They've mm. got exactly the right things to exploit all of Brazil's weaknesses mm. that people aren't really talking about. Yeah, Brazil had, re- had sort of relied on on great moments, of course, to get there. I mean, you remember that David Luiz free kick against Colombia mm. in the quarterfinal and the way they celebrated. And again, it, it, yeah, it did. It, it papered over a lot of stuff. But I mean, my goodness, you know. But I, I th- yeah, Scolari said it was the worst day of his life. He obviously left after the third and fourth place playoff to the Netherlands. But the Netherlands battered them in that game as well. It was it four nil? I think it was three. Yeah, it was. It, but it was a battering. I mean, Brazil didn't actually play one game at the Maracanã in their own World Cup tournament, which is which is such a shame uh, on so many levels. But yeah, I, I. But I think the way football is these days, it doesn't linger like it did decades ago. Um, I think this one, this yeah. this loss will. But I think, um, I think also Brazil. They, 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 people often say they compromised their style of play in the 1970s. The 82 side, people often say, were the last great Brazil team in the, the way they played because they were always scared of the Northern Europeans in particular with that so-called more functional style of play and pressing and all that kind of stuff. And so maybe there was an element of that when they play Germany, who are seen as this. Uh, uh, sort of, I don't know, archetypal, um, you know, Northern European side are very successful and so on. So I, all sorts of things went into it. Of course, Germany went on to beat Argentina 1-0 in extra time. And I know in Brazil, they did have a tiny bit of uh, uh, relief at that. They were thought, oh, blimey. Yeah. That. I mean, if Argentina had won and that had happened, I don't think, goodness knows what would have happened. But it but it didn't happen as well. But the lasting legacy from, from that World uh, uh, Cup was the phrase Golda Alemania, which means golf for German, and it's used as a Portuguese exclamation after something's gone wrong. Incredible. Now. That's amazing. It is. It really is. We asked uh, some of you good listeners on Twitter, where did you watch this game? Because it is that type of game where you need to say, where, where did you watch it? Uh, and, uh, and, and, and Shashwat said... Um, uh, at a small dhaba in India, it was quite late, and the bus driver decided to stop as he uh, wanted to watch his beloved Brazil reach the final. Safe to say, he was pissed off. He told us all to get on the bus before the end of half time, or he'd leave us in the middle of nowhere. Wow. Blimey. Mark Errett said, I remember taking a spot on um, at five aside thinking it could be a close encounter so I could miss the first half. It was something like 5 1 before I got to the pub. <laughs> Flipping neck. Um, uh, uh, Posrich, uh, Tom Tickles uh, says, uh, in a bar in Rio, right next to the uh, Copacabana Beach fan zones at about 3-0, the, uh, the mass um, uh, evacuation of the beach began. Hundreds streaming past outside, bawling their eyes out, screaming with disbelief. I didn't see 
couldn't buy a Brazil shirt after that game. Wow. Imagine witnessing that. I know, yeah. <laughs> Dear me. But, it, yeah, I, I mean... I, I can't imagine anything like that would happen again, especially if they played in this World Cup. Because Brazil... Wow, well, you never know with the World Cup, though, do you? It uh, always throws up something. I know, but even now, though, if you think about Brazilian uh, uh, footballers playing... I mean, of course, in 2014, the vast majority of them were playing in Europe as well. But you look at some of the players now who have been playing in Europe and some of who have playing elite clubs and so on, I, I just think there's there's too much about them to, to, to be done by that. I know you could say that about 2014, but surely they'll have learned. And, and Chichi, the manager, like there's there's no way any Brazil coach is thinking something like that could happen on their watch. But of course, it was all right. You know, we, the, the ground was fertile for that, you know, because we talked about, you know, 1950, the fact they were hosting the tournament, I think. If Brazil aren't hosting that World Cup, there's no way they're getting beaten 7-1, I don't think. They could have been, they could have been beaten convincingly, but there's no way the emotions are that yeah, high. I think you're right. Um, I think they froze, didn't they? Oh, completely. At, at two 0 in particular. Yeah, like they're, they're shocked by the first goal. They don't gather themselves quickly enough mm-hmm. to prevent the second goal. And from then on, yeah. it's just legs are jelly. Yeah, everyone's worried. Yeah. They gave up. Like it was, it was pretty clear they yeah. they've sort of just given up on on trying to win the game. Hope was gone very early. Well, they were stunned, weren't they? Totally. They they looked. <laughs> They lo- they looked totally out of it. It was it was almost like all the play- all the Brazilian players on the pitch were having an out of body experience yeah. and trapped in a wor- in their worst nightmare. But they they couldn't run. They couldn't run quick enough. Yeah. They couldn't move. They couldn't get in the way of the mm. ball. Yeah. That Kadira goal, you know, having said it was funny at the start, that Kadira goal is actually quite painful when you watch it back because mm. you can see every- the pain in everyone as they. There's almost that, no, this can't go in. Yeah. Oh, they, this is going in. Because they look like they've forgotten how to play football. Yeah. It was remarkable. But also as well, to go back to the 2002 final, the way Brazil, I know Germany had a couple of moments, but really Brazil were on the front foot. And, and you know, they, 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 for me, they were always going to win that final. I think if they met each other in the World Cup this time around, I don't think you'd see that. I think, despite the fact, I think, you know, Brazil are the favourites, and I think rightly so, I think... Germany, particularly with with the manager they have, would be a bit more canny. I think it would be much more even, actually. And I think that it would be quite the game if they played each other this time round. So there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Football Ramble, brought to you in partnership with Toshiba TV. Remember that Toshiba TV and Argos are offering a free second-generation ring video doorbell with its 43-inch and 50-inch Toshiba Fire TV models. Search for Toshiba Fire on Argus for more information. There we are. Thank you very much, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Vish. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.